Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area and for local entrepreneurs looking to learn more about the franchising industry. We're back for our second episode with our esteemed guests in franchising, and that's Dr. Lindsay Thompson and Kay Wasserman. Thanks so much for joining us again. Thanks for having us again. You bet. In the previous episode, we touched on the topic that is the topic for today or for this episode, and that topic is Franchise Peer Performance Groups, the organization, program, and initiative that you've put together based upon your own research, your own experience in the franchising field as franchisors, franchisees, consultants, and Franchise Relationship Institute graduates, not to mention a recovering accountant amongst us and folks who've been franchise owners themselves. So thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to hear more about your FPBG programs. Thanks. So give me the genesis of it. What are the peer performance groups all about? Sure. So franchise peer performance groups are small groups of franchisees that are intentionally formed in these groups that meet on a regular basis to build strong relationships of trust and go through their key metrics, their burning issues, um, their best practices, what works for their business, getting input from the rest of their peers. Because peer, peer-to-peer motivation can be pretty powerful. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, holding each other accountable, right? Right. So your peers holding other franchisees accountable to each other for, right. for meeting certain metrics or goals. Gotcha. Right. So what we knew from our experience and what research says is people that are in peer groups, whether it's franchise or not, compared to those not in peer groups, are more successful when it comes to business. So why not apply that to the franchise model when franchisees sometimes are looking for additional modalities of support and they want that peer-to-peer accountability and they want to be held to higher level goals so that they can actually grow faster or at the level that they're interested in. That makes a lot of sense. And so the The structure for you, for your company, your customers are the franchisors who look to you to help them integrate these FPPG programs, to integrate these peer performance groups at the right time. Right. Yeah, what we've what we've found and learned from other franchisors and ourselves leading these groups um, uh, previously is that sometimes when franchisors start these groups themselves, they they're missing some key elements. Um, typically, they're missing trained facilitators. They might have a facilitator, but they may not offer any training. Um, there may not be clear expectations set up front about what's going to happen in these in these groups. What are the expectations of the group members? Mm-hmm. There's no commitment. So no commitment from the group members that I'm going to uphold these expectations and I'm going to commit to the group that I'm going to follow these expectations. Yeah, just some kind of loose conversation about, hey, let's do this. Yeah, exactly. And there's no structure. There's no, what are we going to do each time so that you're, again, you're setting those expectations that we're building these strong relationships. We're going to keep all the information confidential. We're going to go through these key metrics. So you need to understand them and bring your numbers to the table each time. Um, those are the, some of the key things that are missing where um, franchisors may have started it themselves, but it couldn't reach their maximum pe- maximum potential. So here's a question based upon a comment you just made there. If you have the six to eight franchisees participating mm-hmm. and one of them doesn't come with what 
they've committed to coming with for the next conversation. What then? So that's the difference between a program that has structure and the use of bylaws and trained facilitators compared to those that don't have those things. If a program has those elements, Mm -hmm. then the, the trained facilitator and the group members know, I know how to hold you accountable because I know what we all agreed to. It's the programs that don't have that in place that start to get a little loosey-goosey. They could potentially look like vacation clubs. And that's what leads franchisors to say, oh, those peer group things don't work. Well, the group program isn't what doesn't work. It's the lack of structure in place that doesn't work. I got you now. So how does a franchisor know it's the right time to start integrating these peer performance groups? Are there things that they might be hearing or things that they're saying within their own walls where they say, you know what, maybe a peer performance group is a solution. Yeah, so I would say that there's there's probably two things that we have heard. One, franchisors need to have those systems and processes in place so their scaling and the groups can be a program on top of it. Okay. And then two is when networks get so big that you have franchisees that have been around for quite some time, they're really seasoned, they're mature, they're growing faster or beyond the rest of the network, Mm -hmm. and they need something more. So you need to provide them something more. And a group made up of higher performers, those that have been around for a while, in addition to a lot of other um, things to take into, into account, can really help those franchisees to feel valued and nurtured and still growing. So is performance level, like finding peers who really look to each other as peers within a franchise system, is that more important than geography, for example, as far as the right components of a successful peer performance group? That's a great question. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we recommend that you, there be an intentional selection process, so we go through an FPPG draft with our clients and show really? them how to do this. Yeah, Build your own process. FPPG fantasy team? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Literally. So it's based on people data and business data. So it's not just are all these franchisees in the same region or are they all at the same revenue level. There's a lot more to it than that. Uh, most, of, most of it is you know statistical, but it's also intended to create some diversity within mm-hmm. the groups. Um, some of the groups I've worked with before have, uh, and, and they're featured in our training modules as well, have said, if you have a group of people where a couple of the members are always agreeing with each other, always on the same page, then you don't need one of those members. So the benefit of, of creating this intentional selection is creating some diversity as well, because if you can get some differences of opinion and broaden some people's horizons, you're going to see some growth. Okay. That makes a lot of sense now. Going back to those obligations, so there's, you've got the franchisees, the franchisor, and the facilitator. Mm-hmm. What other obligations do these parties have in order to make this a successful venture, the peer performance groups being a successful venture? Uh, so on the franchisor side, you need systems and processes in place. Mm-hmm. And as Kay mentioned, there are there's over 20 data points that we help franchisors to look at to make sure that franchisees do kind of check the boxes on each one. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to make sure that franchisees don't have any standard violations, um, that they've been in the network long enough that their feet are underneath them. So they're, they're able to, to contribute something to the group, but they're also willing to receive feedback and being held accountable. Those are just a few of the things that we, that we teach in the training. So the facilitator knows how to conduct the group, but also the franchisor knows how and why they would draft certain franchisees together. Yeah. Okay. So 
intentional decisions, as you said earlier. Right. Some of our clients have said they've, who've started groups on their own, they've said some of our facilitators just, they don't really know what to do next, right? So they've had a meeting. It's like, now what? What do I do? So Mm -hmm. we we coach them and teach them on uh, what do you do next? What's the evolution and what's the flow of these meetings? What's the structure behind it? Yeah. You said before, and I can see why this is so important, confidentiality is key, right? Everybody has to, I'm sure, sign off on some non-disclosure. Without without releasing anything confidential, could you paint a picture for us of successful outcomes or wins that you've seen come out of franchisees participating in peer performance groups? Sure. One of the, the most common examples I think of when asked that question is that there's was a, a gentleman who had joined a group that was already formed, contributing positively, um, but then he was nominated and elected to the Franchise Advisory Council for the Franchise Network. So he was trying to split his time between running his business, had small kids at home, he was part of a performance group, and now he was on an FAC, right? So a lot of differing yep. priorities and demands. And he said, you know what, I think I'm going to get enough out of being on the FAC. I'm going to get enough input from you know, hearing from different FAC members. So I'm going to pause right now. I'm going to leave my performance group and I'm going to just focus on the FAC for now. Well, this gentleman quickly realized that that wasn't going to be enough. What the the strength of the relationships, the input, the challenging, the being held accountable from his performance group was much more valuable from the FAC. So he had to come back with a little bit of egg on his face and say, hey, I made a mistake. I apologize. I want to come back to the group. Would you guys please allow me to come back into the group? And they did vote him back in because he was a valuable member of the group. And he had to be voted back in. He had to in. be voted yeah. back in because he, he voluntarily left the group. Yeah. Gotcha. And by the way, thank you for answering two questions at once because I was going to ask you, is there a difference between an FAC and a peer performance group? So you just completely explained that. Appreciate right. that. Both important, just very different functions. Right. Right. I would say the other success and probably the most common thread among groups are franchisees that let their walls down and say, I don't understand this metric, or I don't know what to do about this metric. I want to increase or decrease it, and it's hard for me to admit that, but can somebody help? That's the most common success I have seen within groups is then the group accepts that and go, oh, me too. Or somebody else says, hey, I've had good experience with that. Let me tell you. And now everybody in that group learned a little bit about business acumen and now knows how to impact one of their KPIs, which is going to hugely drive their business right. from a financial perspective. So are there, are there certain industries within franchising where peer performance groups work? Is this something that can be applied to any category of franchise? Yeah, I would say it can be applied to any category, yes. Because it's not about the industry. It's really about peers coming together, talking about metrics, working on their own leadership, and holding each other accountable. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask the what seems like a rhetorical question to you, but uh, maybe not so rhetorical to somebody who's new to franchising. Why can't this just all be accomplished through franchise or support? But what I just heard you say was it has more to do with the accountability. Accountability and probably the training under accountability. I think some of the feedback we've heard from um, facilitators who have gone through our training is that 
they didn't really know how to hold franchisees accountable. They thought they were supposed to be their friend or they didn't want to upset them. Oh. So learning how to be able to be really respectful with those boundaries and know how to respectfully hold people accountable has been life-changing for the facilitator. And then, of course, the win is the franchisee is held accountable and gets to grow. Right, right. And the group doesn't replace the franchise support either. It's it's in addition to. It's in a, a different form because now it's peer-to-peer motivation, right? So the yeah. groups are led by a facilitator who's facilitating the agenda and holding each other accountable and setting the agenda as well. But it's really the peers that are providing that support, but that doesn't replace what the franchise support team member is right. offering as well. Nice. It's funny you said it that way because I, I was – trying to take off my franchisee hat and, and put on my old franchisor hat, part of what I'm wondering is the franchisors are your customers. They're the ones that are hiring you to integrate these systems, right? right. Is part of the value that the franchisors see that it might be some similar messages that we're providing to our franchisees, but hearing it from a third-party source or maybe more accurately, a third-party source who's facilitating discussion amongst yourselves so that you can determine if that's the right conclusion, that's a more powerful way for them to get to that conclusion? Yeah, I would only add that I think the franchisors want the franchisees to be able to offer that peer advice. That's what they were wanting. But I Mm -hmm. I think the added benefit that we have now heard clients saying is, oh, and then my franchise business coaches get trained out of this. Okay, two birds, one hat, or two birds, one rock. That's fantastic. So that's probably the added benefit that we've heard our clients say. And tell me more about that. So part of what you're doing as the administrators and facilitators of these groups is in that process, you're training somebody from the franchise or team, assuming there's a willing person, you're training them to take over as the facilitators? Yeah. Yeah. Our training is, is to, there's two segments of it. It's people development, which is, helps not only the facilitators, but those in franchise support roles and anybody right. else that has regular interactions with the home office, with franchisees. And then training on what our program is all about, the nuts and bolts of it, um, facilitation skills, um, helping them understand PACE, the Peer Advisory Council exercise, which okay. is basically the franchise member um, sharing their state of the union with their peer advisory council and getting input from them. Um, in in each of those meetings. So Kay mentioned all of those modules are online. So it's about six and a half hours of training that is provided to all of our clients. That comes with your package. That comes with a package and it includes some of the the most wonderful people in franchising like Greg Nathan and Eric Stites and John Francis and multiple CEOs that are in franchisors locally and nationally. Uh, as well as franchisees. So the people in the training not only get the knowledge, but then they're they're hearing other networks and organizations say this is how we're applying it, or other thought leaders saying this is why I believe this. And some of the feedback we've received already from clients is that as they go through this, they're able to implement the techniques that they learn immediately. So even though they maybe haven't even launched their pilot groups yet, uh-huh. they're using it already in a day-to-day environment with as they support franchisees. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so they they really can start implementing the benefits of this from day one as soon as you start walking through the consulting with them. Correct. Speaking of day one, so if I understood correctly, there's there's a time and the place for imp- for integrating this. If somebody has one or two franchise owners, pro- probably not ready for this yet, right? Right, right. What can an emerging franchisor, let's say we've got uh, audience members who are 
building brand new franchise systems. Are there some things that they could start to do to lay the groundwork for bringing in a program like this when the time does become right for it? So in the beginning, we actually started to hear from clients that were probably just a little too soon and small to be able to implement a program Mm -hmm. like this. And we kept hearing these potential clients say, but do you have something? Because we want something. We know that we need something. And we thought, well, we don't know what that looks like yet. But after a while, we heard enough people talk about this and we asked asked more questions and we figured out we can divide our training and just offer training to the franchise business coaches and the consultants to get them up on the people skills of preserving the franchise relationship, upping their business acumen, what is business psychology and leadership and how do you hold people accountable. So for these organizations that aren't yet ready for a peer performance group, we have the training. It's four hours of training that you're you're team can actually learn. So they can start practicing that just working with franchisees. Then when you reach a level that you're ready for peer groups, then you just have to tag on the the last half of the program. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So a lot of the power from these groups come from pairing the trusted relationships with key metrics. And so in order to get the power out of these key metrics, both the facilitator, your franchise support team, and the members need to understand their metrics. Otherwise, you're just looking at numbers on a page. Yeah, they got to get educated on exactly what they're looking at and why. Right. So that's a big reason why part of our training covers business acumen, because the franchise support team members and the facilitators need to understand and have the confidence to explain those key metrics to the franchisees. Otherwise, again, it's just looking at numbers on a page. Well said. It's almost like you've done this before. (laughs) I could talk to you guys for a couple more hours. I know we're getting to the point where we've got to wrap up. But let me ask you, what are your goals? What's the impact you're trying to have with with your own business helping franchisors over the next three or five years? Well, I think we were starting to have so much fun, and it it was impacting our passion to help other franchisors and franchisees that last year we figured out ways that we could scale this company. So by turning all of our training into online training modules, now we can help a lot more clients. So we have these training packages that now we can offer a lot more people at the same time. So I would say in the end of five years to be able to be helping emerging franchisors that need to train up their franchise support teams and then the franchisors that are ready for these peer groups to start implementing really structured programs so more franchisees are impacted and they're growing their business based on real numbers. Sounds like great strategy to me and you're keeping yourself COVID resistant the same time, I guess, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I've been holding out on you a little bit. Um, I didn't tell you that I I had my own experience with franchise peer performance groups, and probably maybe not structured quite as tightly as what you're doing as a formal program, but I can tell you having participated in it when I was a franchisor, we went back to the to the peer group that was the top performers within the organization and asked them a series of questions, and there was 10 of them. And nine of them, all of whom had been franchisees for 10 years or more, nine of them said this peer performance group is the most valuable tool that our home office has brought to us in the entire time we've been franchise owners. So I really appreciate, I understand the impact it can have and the benefit it can be to franchisors and franchisees. And I can't thank you enough for spending time getting into some of the details on that with us today. Thanks, Blake. You bet. Thank you. Dr. Lindsay Thompson, Kay Wasserman, 
co-founders of Franchise Peer Performance Groups. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember, share, comment on us, and provide us feedback on what you like the most about the Heartland Franchise Guy. We'll see you here again on another episode. Have a great day. Ahura Media Production.